Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Being Everyday Bianca. And I really do, I really do love my uh, my title change. Uh, it, it really fits because this whole idea of doing this podcast or anything that I share on social media. Uh, and through the internet, and and really truthfully, just in everyday life, whether I'm working with uh, spiritual life strategy clients or um, working with startups and building businesses, it truly does just boil down to the fact of being. And that is what I want to talk about this this episode and the next two episodes, because what I'm really focused on doing is creating this podcast as the vehicle of sharing insights, tips, hacks, practical tools that I had seen it always being, again being. And, uh, you know, we spoke the last couple of episodes about free will, destiny, fate, and all the things that really affect it and, you know, how much of it is really in our control. how do we find that balance of where we merge divine will and free will? And if, again, I keep saying, if you have a challenge with, you know, this concept of God or a supreme being, you want to call it source, creator, mother, father, divine. I've also heard it called life, which I, act, I love, you know, and it makes sense when we say things like life got in our way or Life is happening because the truth is, if you look at life as the source, the creator, God, then it does get in our way. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be this energy that helps us create and co-create. And what do we do in those balances? You know, last week I was really focused on talking about the free will and destiny and what does this look like? And, you know, it could get really confusing. So I want to talk a little bit about what happens when free will does alter what we perceived our destiny in that moment for that experience was supposed to be. And the truth is, When we feel emotionally contaminated or emotionally corrupted, emotionally attacked, emotionally prevented, and when I say emotionally, what I'm meaning is when we feel that something or someone has affected us directly and it affected our happiness. Now, There's a huge difference between happiness and joy. And I really want to kind of help you see what that looks like right now. Happiness is amazing, but it is so hard to maintain all the time, every day, 24-7. And the idea of happiness are directly related to the feelings that we have. And people talk about if I eat a bar of chocolate... I have the same endorphin rush as I feel like when I'm in love and love brings me happiness. Again, two things that really need to be separated, okay? But that's another episode. 
Happiness can be fleeting because we tend to use outside experiences to help us create things, events, situations that make us happy. So when something or someone threatens our perception of what's making us happy, we can get pretty angry. There's definitely a feeling that comes up. Now, being human is exactly what we came to experience. That is the truth. So everyone that's out there in the spiritual world and the spiritual community, which why I don't understand, it's separated. But again, it is part of the human experience. (laughs) It is to merge the higher to the lower and not in ranks or levels, but in the actual physical plane that we are in human physical vessels that are held down by gravity, thank God. And these physical vessels are dense because they are housing not only just the essence or the spirit of soul, higher self, but they are, it is, holding everything that we need to live here on this wet planet. When I uh, have the opportunity to work with the energies of Venus, and I don't want to get into all my psychic clairvoyant mediumship stuff, um, because that's not what these podcasts are really about. These podcasts are really about how I integrate all the esoteric things, metaphysical sciences, to connect me to the spirit that flows through this physical vessel that is here to have this co-creation as as human. So I don't separate it. It's supposed to be merged together, but damn, that is a hard thing. So anytime our happiness is challenged, the ego gets a little upset. Now you gotta remember the ego is kind of like the boss of the physical vessel. Personalities are things that work within the ego and have definite roles throughout the course of the day. But the ego is like the foreman. He's like the project manager or she's like the project manager. So when the ego feels like the spirit has been threatened and the spirit is such a free form, right? It just, it just really flows and says, let's have all these experiences. Let's, let's try everything because that's what I'm here to do. I want to try everything because that's what being human means. The ego goes, yo, 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 hold up, dude, back it up, back it up, back it up. Because like you're a free form and you just go out there and do all this. Can we talk about, you know, eating the apple? When we were in the Garden of Eden, did you see what kind of shit you got us into then? I need to like hold up and I need to protect this project. So the ego kind of gets in a defensive mode and the personalities that align with that kind of band together and say, we've got to like protect this. And part of it is it's because we experience happiness as something that's fleeting. And it is. Joy is sustainable. Joy is an energy that is a merge. It's when all of our four bodies are completely aligned and the ego and the soul are 
working together as one and that we are in this really great partnership with divine will and free will. So joy becomes sustainable. And joy is being able in the most traumatic, horrific moments to be able to look around and still see the blessings, to still see and feel gratitude, to still be able to go through some of the most really horrible challenges and to really still be able to maintain our connection to being able to say, God's got this, that even though I want to be completely balanced and I want this merge, this partnership to be equal between divine will and free will, I also understand that divine will has a better view of everything. It's not limited to the limited view or parameters or peripheral vision that my physical eyes has have and that it has an abstract view and can see out further. So I'm going to I'm going to give it up to that something bigger than me has got this and that I can allow that to work through me now. So there's a huge difference between happiness and joy. But when our happiness is challenged and things get in our way, this anger can start to fester and it, it really then becomes what we call those seeds of bitterness. Now, all the crunchy granola types, the kumbayas that I am making fun of because I came up with them will be like, no man, you just gotta meditate through it. You just gotta get into that groove and raise up out of it and just, you know, fake it till you make it. Well, I don't fake anything till I make it. I'll fake it till I make it, F-A-I-T-H. But still in that, I am very cognizant of the fact that I am feeling really shitty about something. And I'm probably feeling like I have enough energy in me that I could become the Hulk, right? Think about that, Peter Parker, right? The minute he becomes angry, what happens? That energy sparks that, that chromosome in him and he all of a sudden becomes this big green monster. What I love about art imitating life or life imitating art or the balance of realizing that creative minds that share these great concepts through comics and movies or books are really just helping us have great insight to spiritualism. So for me, when the Hulk kind of comes out, even though he's destructive, he's kind of destructive for the better. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a superhero. He wants to fight the bad. He wants to fight the black. He wants to, not in color guy, but like in the black and white. He wants to fight the negative. Um, he wants to fight the overabundance of darkness. And everyone needs to understand that when you look at the polarity of things, I white is or light is an overabundance of one energy and dark is an overabundance of the same energy the middle is different right so that's why we try to blend the two the yin yang but anyway we've got this hulk that kind of comes out and he uses his big green monster self to help to be better 
Now, we've already talked about the big green monster as envy and jealousy and how that's detrimental. So that's the other side. Yet two same things. Something's triggering it. And what are you going to do with it? So I started in January that this was the resurrection tour 2018 of Bianca. And that after these past eight years of all the really trying things that have happened more in the past eight years than I have ever experienced in the, you know, 54 years of life. Um, these past eight years have been the worst when it comes to challenges, but they've been the best because I've gotten the best insight and best, um, a better handle on my connection to spirituality, my connection to my source. But when you look at it, it's kind of cool, right? The green monster can be envy. And the green monster is this Hulk energy that is triggered by anger, jealousy, rage. But what does he use it for? So during this idea of the resurrection tour, you know, why am I feeling like I need to resurrect? Something has triggered in me the need to kind of get back to not only a a beneficial, healthy mental state, emotional, but also physical. Now, I have no issue with using the word revenge. I don't see anything wrong with it. If revenge is what's going to get you into a better, healthier state, then you're using that energy that can be so out of balance. And if it's from envy, if it is from jealousy, but you are channeling that and using it for the benefit of, or a beneficial strategy to becoming more connected to feeling better for yourself, then what is wrong with that? You know, I talk often in the podcast, you know, about our energies and, you know, how we use them. And the truth is, we say things like ignite, friction. Hell, we keep saying that the earth was created through the Big Bang Theory. If you are into a physical yoga practice, all the branches or modalities of yoga that we use or we are, are applying to a practice, come from hatha, which means strike, right? To ignite, to create an internal fire. We talk about the kundalini energy, the root chakra that is in our pelvis as the furnace of the physical vessel, that we wanna stoke it, that we want it to become a fire that drives us within and not just sexual. It's about finding the balance and letting that energy move upwards all the way up to the crown chakra that will then connect us to our higher self. So there's always these energies that we talk about, about moving and using friction to use, you know, these awkward moments, these things that create these feelings to help propel us into a better or more beneficial state. So what is wrong with revenge? 
Now, revenge is bad when you take all that energy and you use it to stay up until two o'clock in the morning and then sneak towards your ex-boyfriend's car or the girl that he left you for or your ex-wife's new boyfriend's house and you key their car or you throw a rock at their window or you punch a hole in the wall. Yes, initially you're going to feel that thrust of energy move from you and it goes out in a burst, but you will realize that it's fleeting, that you're no longer connected, that you're working in an impulse and you're using it reactively. Yet, when you connect yourself to using this energy to say, you need to get up off your ass and change something, we are constantly evolving and we evolve from needing to be able to adapt to situations that are changing the environment around us. Right? We, we left all fours and started walking on all twos, walking on two, walking on two legs, because something challenged us to make that happen. We invented the wheel and I say we because we don't really know who invented the wheel at that time when the wheel was reinvented because if you subscribe to, you know, ancient alien theories, uh, then it was that this earth is recreating itself once again. But the wheel in its creation was done because we were like, yo, carrying and pushing this is really, really hard. We need to find something that's more beneficial. So it was through a struggle or a challenge that we seek opportunities. So let's look at that. Yes, part of this human experience is we will feel anger, rage, jealousy, hurt from events that happen that we perceive are out of our control or are because the free will of another is playing fire with the destiny that we are supposed to experience together. So for me, the resurrection tour was very much about pulling together after these past eight years and saying, you know, I don't want to keep experiencing this the way it is. And if it's from revenge, then so be it. That's why on my Instagram the other day, yesterday, I wrote, you know, the resurrection tour. Revenge is served sweeter when you look and feel like the badass that you really are. Now, looking and feeling like the badass that I am, me. Not what I think someone else's perception of me is, or not me trying to be a certain way because I'm looking at TV and I think that, you know, looking like the woman on the ad is it gonna get me what I need. No. But going within and finding this energy and channeling it towards something that is more beneficial, that is going to bring about the evolution the change that's going to move me from challenge to opportunity. Why not? I want to be the Hulk. I want to take this energy that I'm feeling 
that's making me say, no, damn, something's wrong here. I don't like the way this feels. And yeah, something really shitty just happened between me and somebody else. And what am I going to sit here and wallow in it? No, I want to move from it. What can I do? So I want to take away this, this weird energy that seems to be coding a lot of the perceptions that we share and move them a little bit more to observation. Now, of course, there's the other side of this, you know, this energy of revenge and anger and rage and feeling that something unjust has happened to us, that something's gotten in our way, something was stolen from us, can definitely move us to the other side. And that's what we talk about, creating this balance, an overabundance of an energy in either direction, right? So this overabundance of energy could make it that, you know, I'm going to self-medicate. And that's not a beneficial strategy. We know that already. We also know that we love and, and, and I, I, and I appreciate, you know, the, the, all the wonderful modalities that we have now that are so open to us. And especially here in the United States, um, that we can really go take a yoga class. We can, and, and, and on any level, because you can go to the Y and you could take a yoga class for free or a donation-based class. So many things are o- offered to us now um, where it, a lot of it's the idea, oh, I can't afford to do that is really taken away, right? You, we really can afford certain things. My, my podcast is free. You know, it, I don't charge for it. Uh, and again, I don't want to get into my glass is half empty, half full, And truthfully, we should be looking at the pitcher of water as opposed to what the glass is doing. I want to talk about what these energies really are. And the the outer balance is is when we take ourselves too far out into one way. You know, I'm getting ready to go train with Brian and I'm excited. But I know myself, you know, uh, if I really wanted to, I probably could probably bother Brian seven days a week. And I could run strong like that, like I used to do with the yoga classes. And probably within two to three months, I will burn myself out and I won't want to go train anymore. That's what the out of balance can do. So it's finding that medium of being able to take a couple of breaths, close your eyes and put things into place that help us channel energies. And that includes the energy of happiness. So when we are connected to happiness, we don't find it so fleeting, and we can link more moments of happiness together and create a more sustainable emotional body, a more stable emotional body by being able to link events together so they balance themselves out. My happiness, it does not affect my joy. My joy is always there. Uh, I had somebody over the weekend, I did a, a conference with Primary Aesthetics with Elena and Andy Ginsberg. Um, we were in Long Island and one of the doctors that were running the conference uh, was using me as the model and turned around and we said something about happiness. And I said, yeah, I said, oh, I'm always happy. I said, but I'm usually pretty filled with joy. I said, I'm not usually good with that. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, you could see that. You could see that you, you, you're a little bit more stable in that energy than the happy energy. 
Um, and that's what being able to channel what we, those negative energies that we perceive into more beneficial things and taking all those good energies that we feel or all those perceived happiness and energies that we feel and channeling them into something beneficial. I think that's part of our challenge as humans is that when we experience things that make us smile, laugh, feel loved, um, feel ecstatic, feel enthusiastic, we then encapsulate those moments and forever freeze them in our mind and memory and then constantly go back to seek them to keep re-experiencing those feelings again as opposed to allowing it to move through us and become part of our everyday awareness and journey. And that's why I highly recommend keeping a gratitude book at night uh, that you write things down that you are grateful for because it's the gratefulness that brings not only the awareness of things that make us happy, but it's also those acts that create those joy-filled moments. That means when even if you're in your saddest moment, something tremendously tragic might have just happened in your life, that you could still look around you and be grateful for something really simple. I remember when um, one of my darkest moments with my son Hudson, um, I had been walking down the street. I was moving from one yoga class to another and I had seen a little boy reach up for his mom's hand. And my initial energy was, oh God, I miss that so much. I miss those feelings with Hudson so much. And instead of festering in what I was missing or perceiving lack, I looked and said, wow, I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity just to remember that by witnessing it from another mother and little boy. And it became a moment of gratitude. I filled it with, with this beneficial energy. So it is being able to be in really sad moments and looking around and being able to find the joy. I think that's why, you know, we laugh about things like Irish funerals or the Italian funerals or just funerals in general. If you think about if you pass away and you are living in New Orleans and you're a Baptist, chances are you're gonna have your body drawn on a carriage you know, with a band playing, and that is exactly how I want to be remembered. I want everyone to take me down to New Orleans. I want to be in a carriage, and I want a band to be playing. I want people to be laughing and not overindulging, but toasting and remembering really fun, great times, and then bury me. I want to be a tree. Hudson already knows that. There are places that do it. I want to be a tree. So yes, instead of going to a cemetery, I want my grandchildren to be able to go to a park and hug a tree. Hudson also said, mom, dogs pee pee on trees, but we already know how much I love my Hemingway, so that would just be Hemingway's way of hugging me. How's that? See, that's what happens when you sit in joy, right? I'm in joy, gotta be a nut sometimes but you can find the benefits to the negative. You can find a way to channel 
those energies into something more beneficial. So there is nothing wrong with feeling like, hell yeah, revenge is sweeter when I look and feel like the badass that I really am. And yes, it is pushing me and striving me, striving for me to do something. And am I flicking it in someone's face? Maybe. But maybe that flick into somebody's face will help them do better for them, themselves. Because at the end of the day, when we are experiencing energy between one another, we are reflecting and deflecting. And if something has happened between two human beings and one of them is feeling hurt, slighted, in pain, chances are the other has either done something directly or has been perceived to have done something and they themselves have put themselves in that light. That's the truth. You know, there is something to what they say, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's why I love Hopa Ono Ono so much, that you sit and you say, I'll use me for an example. You know, I had something really horrible happen between me and someone, and I'm not gonna say their name, but I'll use their initial and I'll say, I love you T, thank you T, heal you T, forgive you T. I love myself, heal myself, forgive myself, thank myself. Which means I am capable of doing everything and anything that I have perceived has happened to me. I am very capable of doing it myself to another. And if I have, I am seeking for them to forgive me and I am seeking for me to forgive myself and for God, Source, Creator, Mother, Father, Divine to forgive me at the same time. That I still love you unconditionally. I still respect you. I am grateful for these moments and these lessons because I do not want to repeat that. If I'm perceiving something has happened to me that has hurt me and have created sadness and pain within me, then I want to make sure that I am not doing it to somebody else. That is the truth. And that does kind of bring me back to what this next two episodes of the podcast are going to look like this week. Because I want to talk about the out of balance then, that why do victims eventually with could easily become villains? Why is it that we are watching things like the Me Too move into a negative energy that's no longer beneficial because we're hearing or seeing or learning of people that have talked about being abused or hurt or felt that anyone that was in a place of power, meaning a boss above them, not that anyone has any power over us because they don't, but if you are being held captive, you are still uh, free in your mind that you can say your silent prayers or whatever it is you need to do. But if you have a boss that you are experiencing negative events with, and then when you yourself become a boss and then you repeat those events, well, you just took away 
any benefits that have been experienced by rectifying or reckoning by telling the story and bringing yourself back to the place that you are. So Hopa Ono Ono gives us this understanding that I can be capable of anything that I have felt has happened to me. And then what am I going to do with that? One, I, if I am capable of it and I have done it to anyone, I want to be forgiven because I just experienced it and it feels pretty shitty. So no, I don't ever want to do that again. And if I have done it, I'm sorry. I wasn't aware of me doing it at the times that I were doing it. And that's something else I want to talk about because we are now watching what's happening with the Kavanaugh uh, placement in our government and you know these two women coming out. And I want to look at like situations, you know, I'm in Yale and I'm at a party and I am so drunk myself that my memory is foggy. But I think I remember from 30 years ago, after playing this in my mind a million times, I think I remember hearing his name. I think I remember him sitting next to me on the couch. But damn, I was so embarrassed now that I think about it. And truthfully, I'm in, I'm just embarrassed across the board. Well, is it your perception that's telling you the story of what really happened? And we need to look at when things happen, when they happen in the state that everyone's in. And I am not saying that a 19 or 20 year old boy should not be ashamed or be directly confronted for anything that's happened. So as my cats fight, this is so funny. One of my cats got locked in a closet. Sorry guys, Hemingway. But what I want to what I want to bring this awareness to is let's talk about the situation. Let's see things in their transparency. Let's see things in their authentic energy. And if I myself have been at a party and I am so drunk that it took me three days to probably get over the hangover and I'm already foggy and now I'm telling a story that is 30 years old. Let's talk about this, people. Because chances are I was probably more embarrassed about being that drunk. And I put myself in a compromising situation. So I need to take ownership for that because I sure certainly did not show very good judgment in my own actions. And I put myself in a compromising position. And then let's look at the guy, you know? I've had guys do stupid things. I don't know. Has anyone ever been mooned yet? It's pretty gross. I got to be honest with you. You know, have I had stupid things happen from drunk guys? Most definitely. Have I had people be intoxicated and do stupid things and apologize for them, but then again, went on to do it again and again and again? Yes. But if I allowed myself to be in those positions again and again and again, then I'm as stupid as they are. There is something about emotional experiences that start to form us. Yes, we do stupid things. Yes, it's through stupid things. Yes, it's through actions, through trials, through those events, through really bad, nasty hangovers that make you go, damn, I'm never gonna do that again. 
I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here, but what I am saying is that when we do need to look at when we are doing something and channeling our energies, why are we channeling them? Most importantly, we need to be channeling our energies to benefit ourselves and not another. So my revenge, resurrection, whether it's getting back to my healthy physical state, partly because I don't really want to spend money on new clothes, so I want to fit into the clothes that I bought three months ago as opposed to having to buy new clothes because I might have myself overindulged in Italian ices and brownies. But I'm not going to do it again, hopefully. But that's what this is. It's looking and taking perception into observation, not pointing a finger and looking at everything in its totality, in its transparent, authentic energy, removing any and all the emotional experiences that were perceived at those points. Because remember, emotions are fickle. They move, they're water. That's why we say that when there's a full moon, you know, the energy changes in a physical body and people act a certain way. Emotions are like water. They move and they're fluid and they are very much susceptible to events happening to us. But where joy isn't, joy is something that we can connect to, that we create, it's a co-creation. But like I'm saying, like it's through friction that we do create and recreate. We evolve. And I want to say something. I don't know. I am not the same person I was when I was 19 or 20 years old. I'm a different person. I've learned from my events. I've become more aware, more awake. I am, like I said, I can look at myself and say, damn, if I'm perceiving something really negative just happened to me, have, like I feel like this person just offloaded on me for nothing, right? Or I've been the pincushion, or I'm walking around and I'm feeling like I'm on eggshells because I don't know if someone's going to explode because that's how they are, they're reactive, then I might be aware of it more so because that could be something I actually do myself. And now I don't want to do that. So it's taking these energies and really being able to find their benefits, their blessings, their lessons, and using them to create the best person we can be, right? The four agreements, do your personal best. Miguel Ruiz doesn't say do my personal best, doesn't say do the personal best of Joe Schmo down the street. It says be and do your personal best. And every day that can be different. The, the, the watermark for that could be different every day. But to be aware of it and to see it the next morning when you wake up after you go to sleep and you do the things that you're grateful for, when you wake up the next morning, it's being able to connect to those other energies and say, oh man, you know what? I offloaded. I did road rage. That, that, that poor person, man, I know they cut me off and uh, maybe they got the parking spot before me, but they certainly didn't deserve my one finger salute. So it's taking this and, and, and being able to channel these energies and, and to use them for benefits, to use them 
to create a beneficial strategy for what it is that you personally want in your life. And if the perception of not having something is bringing you an awareness that this is something I might like, then it's not looking at the other people who have those things and saying, I'm jealous of them. It's them bringing them into this awareness and saying, gee, I might like a red Ferrari. I don't know. Let me work towards it so I can experience it. Not, not let me covet it from you and not let me hate you because you have it. It's an awareness of like, I might want to try it. Or saying, no, you know what? I really don't want to try it because truthfully, I don't drive stick shift, so I probably wouldn't be good in a red Ferrari. But maybe I want to experience something else. I want to experience a mindful state of awareness where my emotional body does not dictate my actions, reactions of the day. I want to be completely merged my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual, all merged as one beautiful continuous line that flows from me and through me. And that connects me then to other energies that are very much like that. So now together, our intentions create a more beneficial strategy to the energies that we are aligned in. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So I am going to be talking all week about this and it's going to be some funky subjects like sex. That's the next podcast. It's going to be about sex and the energy that we exchange in it and how it does affect us through very scientific and biological reasons and then into the metaphysical and then into the spiritual and how sex can very much play on our personal best and what fuels these energies and how do we, again, harness it? How do we harness these energies? So instead of them becoming impulsive sparks, we can actually create a beautiful internal campfire instead of a bonfire. So that is it, my friends. Being everyday Bianca just got a little bit more being. And if you could sit and ponder on this and feel the places where you are feeling the green monster, the Hulk, and you can channel it into something more beneficial, then do it. Do it. Just don't take it out of balance. You know, am I going to give up eating Italian cherry ice? No, but I probably won't eat three or four of them in one day. (laughs) And the old 19-year-old Bianca probably would have went through a bottle of tequila when something happened. But having those horrendous hangovers, not from the tequila, but probably from the mixes that I used, and all the horrible, detrimental, unbeneficial things that happened around that have evolved to now, you know, eating four cherry Italian ices instead of dinner. See where I'm going with this, friends? There's a method to my madness. Anyway, I love you all. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Being Everyday Bianca. I hope that you share this episode. Subscribe to the podcast, please. I am uh, moving myself into the direction of really wanting to do this as my career. Uh, All this energy that I've taken to helping so many others build their businesses. And I'm grateful for having done it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I think it's time that I start channeling it back into my own business. And it's been about 10 years since I've owned my own, other than my body as a yoga instructor. But I think I'm ready for a little bit more brick and mortar. I'm feeling the itch. So I'm using this energy that happened in these past two weeks constructively. On that note, have a fabulous day. Subscribe to the podcast. Be kind to each other. Be compassionate. Take a moment. Breathe through it. Ponder upon it. All right, guys. Namaste. I love you. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app free for iOS and Android.